Welcome back to All in the Wild, episode number 46. I'm Anoush Basker. With me, as always, Riley Keenan. Nothing much going, really, in, in the world of sports, uh, other than the, the usual Ben Simmons rumors, and uh, they're back this time to Portland. Yeah. Um, Damian Lillard came out and said he wanted them. No, nah, he didn't say it, but there's been rumors. Shams yeah. came out, uh, Woj came out saying that he wants to play with Ben Simmons. Um, there was also reports that he wanted out of Portland. Dane really? did, but... He refuted it at a yeah at a press conference or whatever. So Ben Simmons to Portland. Um, what do you think of the, about that and the fit with Dame? I think it would be a nice move. Like the problem is that the Sixers have already came out and said they don't want McCollum. Yeah, and that's the one piece in that move that's going to make it happen. You don't really have anybody else talent wise and also salary wise. Yeah, to, you have to match it somehow. Exactly. So it's. I don't really think that trade's going to happen. I think it would be one of the better ones if they did. Because McCollum is probably one of the best guys you can get in return. But I think he's out for the year now anyways. Yeah, because so. he's a collapsed lung. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. So, yeah, I hope he's okay. But, yeah, like, I think Simmons on Portland would be great. I think it would be a nice duo with him and, and Lillard, especially if he's playing three or the four. But I just can't see it working. And at the same time, are you hearing all this about Damian wanting $55 million a year? Two years. Like, I... I can I, I love that he's loyal and I love that a lot of people talk about him being loyal, but at the same time it's like you're just pushing the agenda yourself almost. Like you're loyal, but you're taking fifty five million away from your team each year. You're not gonna get the guy you need to help you win a championship. So when your career's over, I don't wanna hear like, Oh, you know, I never won one, I didn't have another teammate. Well you kinda screwed yourself over in that sense. But Ben Simmons would be that nice piece, but I don't know if they could keep them both under contract and be able to actually even make that trade. Yeah. The way I look at it is that they're that Portland's not going anywhere with their their current roster. Yeah, uh, they've tried the Dame and CJ thing for a bunch of years yeah. now. They made the Western Conference Finals in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and they they lost in either four or five against against Golden State. So they've peaked with the roster that they have now. So yeah. you may as well make a trade if you're going to make a trade for Ben Simmons. And the way I look at that fit, him and Dame is. Sort of like Draymond and Steph in Golden State. Yeah. Um, just the way that they work. Ben Simmons can run the offense when needed. He can play defense. He can he can rebound and, um, you know, take it coast to coast like Draymond can. And I honestly think that Simmons is better than Draymond in a oh. lot of those, in, all, in a lot of ways. I think um, so too. Obviously, he can't shoot or he doesn't shoot. Yeah. Uh, but his ability to set up Dame and that pick and roll would be would be deadly. So I think if they could make the trade, if they could make the trade, Portland should. Yeah. Philadelphia, I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know what they want for Ben Simmons. I yeah. don't know why they are valuing him so high. Exactly. Even it, though I, I know he's – everybody knows he's a good player. It's just that his value is so low because everyone knows he wants out. Yeah. So you can't really get much for him. If if I was Philly, I'd try to make a move with either like Cleveland or maybe Minnesota. Try to get maybe get Sexton, but that's going to be super tough because obviously you know Garland's there. Sexton's are also out for the season. Yeah, there you go. And then with Minnesota, you could maybe get you know D'Angelo Russell and Michael Beasley, but Malik I don't know Beasley. if Min- Malik Beasley. Sorry, um, Michael Beasley. Wow, <laughs> where has he been? But yeah, like very skilled player. I, I've he, actually he's a story. very talented player. Yeah, I've heard stories about how he and, he and LeBron used to play one on one when they were in Miami, and Beasley would win most of the time. Yeah, he's very skilled. He should have got a lot of more isolation because he's a good one v one player. Yeah, he's a good scorer, but. He's hilarious too. Oh, go on. He's great. That ten percent of your brain argument thing was yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. But yeah, like um, 
With Minnesota, I just don't think that they would make that move because I don't know how Ben Simmons and and Cat would work together. Both guys. Anthony Edwards, he's the yeah, he's he's the star of the team. But like the two guys have such injury problems already. But I don't know. I think D'Angelo Russell and Beasley would be a pretty nice return. But I, I think Minnesota might want more. So if you throw in like a thigh bowl in there, definitely not put in Maxi. I'd keep Maxi above anybody. Mm-hmm. But or besides Embiid, but. Yeah, like, is there any other destinations you can think of that can actually put together a good package that is you mutually? Said, you said Cleveland. I don't see how that works because Simmons, you need to use him in one of two ways. Either he runs the offense or he plays the four. Yeah. They have Garland already who can run the offense. Mm-hmm. He's a great passer. And then down low, they have Mobley and Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. So already. that spacing just wouldn't work if you, if you were to play him at the three. Because currently, their starting lineup is a lineup straight out of 2K, if you really yeah. look at it. It's, it's Garland, Okoro, Laurie Markkinen, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. So you're really playing a, a four at the three with Markkinen. Yeah. And Markkinen yeah. can shoot a little bit, so it, it works in that sense because he can spread the floor. Ben Simmons can't do that, so that fit just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And Okoro is not really a good shooter either, so you, you kind of need uh, a shooter like Markkinen in the lineup. Yeah. Like, Cleveland could put a good package together, but it, I don't think it would work. Yeah. So, the only way it would work is if you – it's just not going to work regardless. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just not. And uh, Indiana, maybe, because they're trying to rebuild, and Ben Indi- Simmons is 24 years old. He's not – it's not like he's 28. Yeah, maybe if you put, like, Brogdon. No, because they want to get off Levert and Sabonis. Warren. They want to uh, keep Levert and Sabonis. No, they're, they're trying to get off of him. Really? They're trying to full-on rebuild. Wow. I don't – think i agree with that like obviously i'm not the general manager of the pacers they know what they're doing but do they that's still a, do they that's a playoff team when you look at that starting five they got a, a good amount of depth too with holiday and then you know mcconnell great what a leader that guy is but like there's a lot of talent on that team they just they haven't been healthy a lot but i feel like if you made a move to get someone like simmons that could help you out a lot more rather than rebuilding because i think they've got enough pieces to go and make a playoff push maybe not go to the eastern conference finals but they're a good team. I don't know about rebuilding just yet. I, th- I think with their current roster, like you can't really do much with it because it's gonna it's a good team, but it's not good enough. So you may yeah. as well restart. But they, I mean, with Simmons, I mean, you could talk about other players too, but they could put a pretty good package together for Simmons training. You know, um, Warren is it? T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren. Yeah, I always think it's Warden for some reason, but Warren and then Brogdon. I you could give up, but I'd I'd keep Brogdon. I'd take Brogdon and Sabonis are the two guys I'd keep and then everybody else could be on the block like Turner I guess that wouldn't work with Philly but Levert like if I'm Philly I'd be like yeah give me Levert give me mm-hmm. Warren and then there you go because then you got who would it be you'd have you'd have Levert Maxi, Harris Warren and Embiid wait, wait what oh um for Philly if you were to make that trade obviously yeah I mean Indiana offered them a trade earlier in the offseason was Brogdon and a bunch of firsts for, for Ben Simmons I don't know why I they thought, wouldn't I take thought that. They would, I thought they should have taken that. Because not only does Brogdon – not only is he good, but he doesn't get paid that much. Exactly. Like, you probably would have had to add more things on, on Indiana's end or add in a third team just to, to match salaries. But I think Brogdon's a good fit for, for Philadelphia. Yeah. I, I can't for the life of me understand why they didn't make that move. They know what they have with Simmons. And the rest of the league knows what they have with Simmons and what you're going to get from him. After that playoffs, he was abysmal scoring the ball. And th- there was no confidence there. So I don't understand why they were so picky with some of these trades. I can see the Spurs, too. The Spurs, yeah. Like, as long as you don't get rid of De- DeJounte Murray, I think that you could get a good return. Like, Kelton mm-hmm. Johnson, I feel like it's, he's a good player. The Sixers would want him. There's a couple guys. 
I just don't think you can get really get much if you're if you're Philadelphia right now because one he hasn't played. Yeah. Two, he's coming off of the worst performance of his career in in the playoffs, and I think everybody should understand that that's not like who he is as a player. Like he's a yeah. really good player. He's an All Star. He's been an All Star three times, and he's an All Defensive player multiple time yeah. all defensive player so he is a great player it's just his value is really low yeah he so you just can't get much for him right now and if he were if unless he starts to play which i don't see happening yeah i can't see that happening and it doesn't help that like he, he's kind of being labeled as locker room cancer i don't think he is i think it's just based on the environment he's in and what's happened yeah but the way he's talking about the way his teammates are talking about him it doesn't look good to other teams to want to make a move for him and fan bases are going to be like most fan bases would be mad, I feel like getting Simmons, especially if you have to give up, you know, one or two guys. I think it just depends on the fan base. I, f- I think like a rebuilding team would should love Ben Simmons yeah. because he's he's, he's so 24. young. Yeah, he's so young, so talented. He's only, he's nearly a five tool player in the NBA. He just needs to find that shot. We said it over and over. Everyone said it. And he you can see, find it. He you just see needs to videos of him in the summer league, and he's pulling up from mid-range he's he has a turnaround jumper so i don't think it's that he can't shoot it's just that he doesn't shoot yeah for the longest time i thought he was kind of like baiting the league and he's like you know you play 2k and you like the first couple sessions you go down no one shoots a three so the team thinks you can't shoot and then you just pull threes the rest of the game that's what i thought he was kind of doing he's like oh it makes the league think he can't so they'll back up on him but he literally they'll back up and he still won't pull it almost what derozan was doing for a couple years where he, yeah. he even said like i don't shoot threes because i can't shoot threes i just shoot threes because everybody wants me to shoot threes so i don't want to which is a, a very, kind of a dumb a, reason a weird mindset yeah. to have but makes sense in a i way. thought it would be kind of the same thing but it, it's not it's yeah. just i don't even know what it is he just doesn't shoot yeah yeah like it, it amazes me after this much time so much has been said like you know your problem how have you not like but when pascal siakam he couldn't hit free throws he wasn't a great shooter he spent hours and hours and hours days upon days in the gym just shooting and look how much he's improved he was got barnes people said he shouldn't have been picked fourth he can't shoot the ball he's made like 10 of his last 21 threes in the last five games like he's improving because he keeps just working on it Lonzo I, ball yeah, Lonzo Amen. Ball. He worked his ass off. The Simmons, it just doesn't even seem like he's even trying. Like, a lot of the times you talk about the practices, like he's walked out or he's had arguments. It's like, just get to the free throw line, shoot there all day. All day. This is your job. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Be better at your job. If, you have a pro- if you're in accounting and you don't know how to do a balance sheet, learn how to do a balance sheet. I don't know how to do a balance sheet. <laughs> but you get what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it, it kind of amazes me. Yeah. Like, you have such a great opportunity with the player you are. And you're just kind of taking advantage of. And it. he has all the resources too. See, he has a whole he has a whole franchise behind him. And yeah. Just like the connections he's built, whether it's LeBron and just the whole clutch mm-hmm. sports uh, agency, he's he has all the resources to to improve. He just hasn't done it. You have Seth Curry on your team. Go <laughs> up to Seth Curry and say, "Hey, help me. Whatever you and Steph did as kids, teach me. Yeah. I'll do it." For real. I, like that's all I just be a sponge just trying to soak up as much information as I can because there's so much talent there he could be one of the greatest players of this generation Easily. he really could I like you said it before and like I have to agree like he is a top three defender in the league could be the best defender in the league if he really puts his mind to it yeah and if he, he could be like a I don't want to say LeBron type player but like a LeBron type of like being able to control the game with his yeah. size and his speed and his passing ability. And if he gets – he doesn't even need a three-point shot, just a 15-footer. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need. If you can just pull it when you have that space, you're going to be fine. You don't have to shoot 25-footers and all these – And not just things. not just have a good shot, but just shoot. Just Giannis shoot. doesn't have a good shot. Yeah. Or he didn't, but he kept shooting. Kept working at and it. And it eventually got better. Yeah. Like Giannis 
kind of feeds into that of the people hating on him. Like when he's at the free throw line taking forever, people are booing. Simmons is the kind of guy that would like change it a little bit. Giannis is the one that's like, no, I've been working on this. It's working for me. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Something needs to change there, but moral of the story. I don't think Portland's the move. Cleveland's probably not the move. Definitely not the move. I do think Port- Portland's the move. It's just Philadelphia's too stubborn. And they're too stubborn, but I like if I'm Philadelphia, I wouldn't want anything from Portland. Like McCollum maybe, but now that he's injured and he's also getting older. He's almost, he's almost 30 now. Yeah, they don't have much, but if you can add a third team in maybe. Like yeah. the NBA is weird like that where you can you can make trades work even if you don't have any assets. Yeah. If like I mean the, like the Lakers when they made the the Russell Westbrook trade, like you would never think that they would have the, the assets to make that happen, but you add in a third team and all of a sudden it's possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, third team, maybe if you did like Portland, uh, Philly, and like Indiana, it would kind of work out perfectly. You can move like maybe a Brogdon to, to – or no, I'd say probably Brogdon would go to like Philly. You get Simmons on, on um, Portland, and Port- then Indiana can come out with like Thibel and – Yeah, Thibel or, or something. If, like, if they really are trying to rebuild, yeah, get, get someone some young players. from Portland. Yeah. Too bad Trent's not still there. That would be a good piece. Maybe, ah, oh, no, Pally just signed there. It's tough, but, like, there, there's a lot of moves and a lot of opportunity. They just have to be willing to make a move, and they can't be stubborn because they don't, like, at this point, you don't really have the right to be. He just hasn't proved himself in that sense yet. Yeah, like Daryl Morey's come out and said that the only way that they're moving Simmons is if they get an impactful player in return. Well, that time already passed. Yeah, it's far gone because now, te- now teams are building around what they have, and they're not going to want to change that. Yeah. The beginning of the season, it was a hell of a lot easier. You also didn't really know what you had from some of these guys. It's very hard to trade somebody who's making almost thirty million, whatever whatever he makes, halfway through the season. Yeah. That's the type of move that you make in the off season when teams actually are able to make that move. Yeah. It's just it it, it also kind of baffles me because it's like there it's wasn't. Like, it's kind of like Odell in a sense where the amount of money that he makes is kind of why they couldn't make a trade at the deadline is because nobody wanted to take on that $8 million that he was making for the rest of the season. So they had to cut him and the Rams get him for minimum with incentives. Like I don't, I I can, yeah, you can compare the Simmons and the OBJ situation perfectly because both teams have failed to, you know, capitalize on the opportunity they had in the off season. If the Browns traded OBJ, they could have got a pretty good return for him. And you would have a, you know, you'd have the plan and the system going into the season. Whereas you don't have the, Instead, now you have drama during the season. Same thing with Ben Simmons. You knew what you were going to get from him. Same with OBJ. You knew the chemistry isn't there between Embiid and Simmons. The chemistry is not there between Baker and OBJ. It's just like you have to – and even Doc Rivers doesn't mess with Simmons. So it's like if your head coach doesn't mess with him, make the move. It's just not going to work. And this whole thing is Philadelphia's fault. Like as much as they want to put it on Simmons and how he doesn't improve – Doc Rivers called him out after Game 7. Joel Embiid cited the play where he passed up an open dunk as the play that kind of changed the momentum of the game, yeah. which it did. It did. But when you're a teammate, you, you don't, don't say that, that about your, your co-star. Yeah, you don't do that. And you don't say, oh, I don't know if I can win a cha- if we can win a championship yeah. with Ben Simmons at point guard if yeah. you're Doc Rivers. That is a locker room conversation. And also, if you're Doc Rivers, you know his issues. Why are you not going up to him in practice and hounding on him? He's an NBA player. Go Michael Jordan on his ass. Do whatever you have to do to get the best out of your player. That's your job as the coach. You're getting paid millions to do this. And you, you can't really complain about him. Obviously, if he's just going to – when he passes up a dunk like that, that's completely on Simmons. You can't be doing that. But there's clearly other times where there's opportunity there to change. And he, neither side has really been willing to – Yeah. Obviously, at the end of the day, we're on the outside looking in. We don't really know what's – but, like, from what we've heard, it just doesn't sound like there's It just any, seems like nobody's, like, holding anybody accountable. Exactly, over yeah. Over there and just, like – it's just turned into a mess to where, I mean, you just have to get rid of him at some point. Yeah.
But we wanted to uh, quickly touch on the Blue Jays because uh, there's a little bit of panic going around in Toronto right now after losing Semien and Ray, which is understood. I'm not that mad. I'm not that mad. It's a little sad, but I didn't really expect either to resign. Yeah. I was hoping to get one, yeah. but it's fine. You lose the third place MVP voter in Cy Young, so that's tough. But, hey, they got Gausman. That was a nice pickup. He'll be probably the number one or two guy in the rotation. Really? Not Barrios? I think, I think if I had to pick right now, I think ooh, I want to say they'll give Barrios day one start, but I feel like that was almost an incentive in the contract to be like, hey, we'll give you an opening day start, Gausman. But it could have been the Barrios contract either. Either or. They'll be the number two, one and two, and then reuse at three. Manoa four, who... It was like when came on, though. Yeah, he came on real like real good. It was like nine and three, ten and three record. And then you got probably Ross Stripling will be your fifth starter. If not Pearson, if he can figure it out and not get hurt throughout the year, he could be there. You signed Garcia as well. Uh, they needed a reliever and they still should get a couple more because And we talked about it before, uh when they when they didn't make the playoffs. Um I said like they should they just need pitching. Yeah. It's like all around just pitching. Exactly. The hitting's there. And even after losing Semyon, like still they, still, they still have still, you still have um, Springer, Hernandez. You still have so yeah. many players. Guriel had an incredible season. There's a lot of guys that could fill in that spot in the infield for Semyon right now. You got Espinal who hit great throughout the season. Bijo, I hopefully can have a comeback year. But if not, they still have a lot of salary cap room. They have a lot of trade targets that they can go out and get, and they have so many guys that they can be willing to trade. Bijo and Espinal are phenomenal trade packages for other teams. They're both young guys, middle infielders that can play almost everywhere in the field. There's a lot of opportunity for this Jays team, and I, I don't think the Semyon and the Ray signings or losing those guys is going to hurt them at all. They're still, I would take the Blue Jays lineup over any lineup in baseball for the next ten years, and I think most baseball you know teams would agree. So I Jays fans, there's no reason to be worried. There's such a young team right now. There's a lot of opportunity there. It's going to be. A, They're a super young team, and they won 90 games last year. Yeah, and. In the best division in baseball, yeah, which is incredibly impressive. You put them in any other division, they probably would have won above 100. You put them, instead of playing in Buffalo and Florida for half the year, you put them in Toronto, they're winning maybe 110 games, 120. Who knows? And so, they got hot as the season went on. Yeah. So without that slow start, who exactly. knows what happens. Yeah, and now that they have this, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to say veteran leadership, but they have this sense of, we've been there before, we were almost there last year, we need to make it this year. Yeah. And they're going to be battling. There's there's a lot of personal vendettas out there with some of the players in the league, some of the teams in the league. So I think this is year – I would say that there's uh, – I was going to say Super Bowl. The World Series hopeful. I think right now you could look going to next year, Dodgers, Braves, Blue Jays. I think the Braves have to be up there because they won the be. World Series out of Kuna. And Soroka. Yeah. Soroka is incredible. Hopefully he's back. He might, his career could even be over. We don't really know yet. But there's – like Blue Jays are in the hunt. I wouldn't. I would not be scarce to bet on them next year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. They look good. Yeah, I like them a lot. But uh, to end off the show, we were thinking, because there's a, quite a few massive games in the NFL this week. And yeah. We're, we're coming we haven't down. done predictions in a long time. I think we only did week one. Yeah, we did week one. We did pretty good, I think. I don't remember. But uh, I, I'm curious to see how our standing predictions hold up by the end of the year. Because oh. at the beginning, it looked really bad. When a the lot Panthers... of them I don't remember. You know what's funny? I, <laughs> I picked the Patriots to win the AFC East in March, but that was... Completely for a completely different reason as to why they're winning now. Yeah. Cam Newton was still the quarterback. Yeah, they, they were just coming. They were just coming off free agency, and I was hyping up Jonu Smith when Hunter Henry is now yeah. taking over and, his number one tight end. And you said it to Joe, I think, on the show, and he was baffled. Yeah. Well, I, no, I think when Joe came on, I kind of backtracked. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I was overreacting to free agency. I wasn't. Matthew not. Judon has been so good. So good. 
Hunter Henry's panned out. Even mm-hmm. the receivers, Kendrick Bourne's been good. Yeah. Aguilar has been okay. Stevenson was a great but pick. I wanted Atlanta to take him in the draft. I like can't he's like five eleven, two thirty. He's a he's a mini tank. He's a monster. I don't want to say mini Derrick Henry, but like he's a rookie and he's racking him up right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's well, uh, we can start off our um, we got the rematch from uh, a week before last week or week twelve, I should say. Ravens Browns. <laughs> uh, Browns are at home, so yeah. I'm taking the Ravens because. <laughs> Every year the Browns and the Ravens face twice. I, I swear well, of the course they're in the same yeah, division. They're in the same division. Browns somehow take one every year. That four interception week for Lamar was their chance, and they absolutely blew it. Yeah. So I, I saw a stat. I showed it to you after the game happened. I think the last fifty time, fifty five times, somebody's thrown four interceptions. Teams are one in fifty four, and the one win was was Baltimore against Cleveland. But the, the, uh, the fact that they didn't win that game was unbelievable. I can actually see the Browns winning this game, coming off a bye. They have a little bit of rest. Yeah, much um, needed rest for yeah, that team. So I could see the Ravens losing this one because Lamar didn't even play. He didn't play good last week yeah. against Pittsburgh either. And Pittsburgh has a good defense. So yeah, but still, Lamar's kind of in a slump right now. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cleveland in a close game, but I could see it going either yeah. way. Once again, you have more faith than me. I'm going Ravens. I think Lamar's going to have a good... The Browns are too good to they're, be this bad. I know. It's just like... It's so annoying. They're, it's like there's so their much roster, talent. Their roster is so good, but it's... It's so annoying. Underperforming. But yeah, I go Ravens because I think, I think Lamar has a bounce back game. Also, I think Bateman's going to have a good night. Or day, I should say. I just say. dropped him in fantasy, so I hope I not. picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I did pick up Madison because Dalvin Cook oh, yeah. can't stay healthy. Madison's automatic when Dalvin Cook is out. He's of the honestly better. He's been better than, than he has. Cook. He hasn't he had like 120, 140 rushing yards in those two games. Well, he's uh, Cook's missed three games, and I think Madison's gone over twenty each time. Yeah, so he, yeah, he's averaged a hundred and ten or something like that. I don't, in I don't those know what games. he's averaged. I just kind of look at the fantasy Nuts. points. Yeah, so not a Vikings fan. Incredibly impressive. Be happy to be a Vikings. I guess don't be happy. They just lost the they Lions. Lost what am I saying? <laughs> yeah. Fun fact: the Detroit Lions have won more home games in the last year than the Falcons have. That's and crazy. they have one. And the Lions have one win overall in the last 365 days. And the Atlanta home win wasn't even at home. It was in London. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I mean to say. They haven't won in Atlanta. They won in London. They beat that's the they beat, they beat the Jets in London. Oh my god! Early and they almost year. didn't beat the Jets. The Jets almost took it because Hurst yeah. blew it twice, right? Yeah. Kyle Pitts breakout game that was hasn't broke game. out since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a game, he had a game against Miami, but ever since then he's been quiet. Yeah, yeah. This should, I think this will be a good week for him. Uh, I guess the Panthers, they're gonna have to defer to him a lot. Yeah, Panthers are a mess. Yeah, but let's not do that game. That's a terrible yeah, no, game. No. Cowboys Washington. That's a good one. That's divisional become a lot more interesting. Yeah, that was the. These are the. I think. I think you and me both said top two teams in the division: Dallas and then Washington. I think everybody said that. Yeah, and when the season started, I think what Washington was like two and six, two and five. They're six and six oh, now. They've won like four or five in a row. Yeah, their defense has looked really good. Heineke has been a good game manager. The run game's been real nice with Gibson and McKissick. They hold the ball. They're so long. They, like they close out the Bucks with an eleven-minute drive. They did the same thing to to Seattle the next week. They held the ball for like forty-two they, minutes. They're like Seattle. the Chiefs they, somehow. The Chiefs. The Chiefs hold the ball a lot. At least when I see them play the Browns, they they'll hold the ball for nine minutes of each quarter. It's incredible. No, nah, but they're a very methodical team somehow. Yeah. But I love watching Washington play. McLaurin I, is so fun to watch too. Sims is nice. Yeah, I Hopefully, think uh, I, Dallas. I think is going to win this game. Where is, so is it in Washington? It's in Washington. Okay, so I think they'll split overall. So I'll, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Washington. So it's it's interesting going forward because then they're only a game back with. 
four games to go and it'll yeah. be fun. And they play each other again, so that next battle is going to be huge. All right, yeah, so I think they split, so do you think whoever doesn't win this week will win the next Yeah, week. I think Cowboys win this one, and then and then Washington takes it the next next one around. But uh, the next game, we got the Raiders taking on the Chiefs. That's always a good game. Raiders always give the Chiefs a tough fight. Except last time they played. Yeah, well, yeah I should say. The, last year they gave them a good fight yeah. both times, but... Yeah, I think I think the, last year. the Chiefs have just figured it out to the point that well they already had it figured out. They, there was too much hate. They've won five straight, but the offense is still kind of eh. Yeah. But their last game that they played really well was against the Raiders, so I I'm gonna say they bounce back again and get back on track. Yeah. And even if their their offense hasn't been that great, but the fact that their defense has been able to hold it down lately is incredibly important because their defense has been a lot of their problem. Mm-hmm. So once you get the offense going. There's not but too much you can do to stop. You don't have that much time left. Exactly, There's only four or five weeks left. They, they really. And we've been saying it. the same thing about the Chiefs all season. About exactly, they need to figure it out. It's it's so. incredible how they they haven't figured it out. But I I still I, believe I, in them. Yeah, I still have complete faith in that team and yeah. their coaching. And yeah, I just can't see them losing. Oh, I can absolutely see them losing this game. But when when it's a team below 500, they're not they're not taking the L. Yeah. Moving on to our, I guess 49ers Bengals. That's a good one. I like that. That is one. a good one. Uh, I got Bengals. Because Debo Samuel is still out, I think. Yeah, I think Bengals as well. They need to have a bounce back game because last week against the Chargers was pretty brutal. It started off bad. They came back in it, but it was, back. it was too late. Yeah. T. Higgins coming alive. Love to see that. Jamar Chase. Not me. I dropped him in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. you know, was, so many players that I dropped in fantasy have started him. Pittman. Pittman so many players, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, I think the Bengals take this one. I think it'll be a good game because 49ers defensively are pretty solid. Yeah. Um. It'll come down to no, grapple. They gave up thirty to Seattle last week. Seattle's yeah, struggling. Seattle was struggling. But it yeah. was also a division game, so mm-hmm. that'll, that'll be a good game. I think the Bengals will take it. Though. Yeah, Bengals take it. Probably move to eight and five. That hunt for the AFC right now is ridiculous. Yeah. Every team in their division: the Browns, Bengals, Steelers, all in the hunt, and the Ravens are number one. So, yeah. oh my goodness, it's going to be tough. But then we got Bills Buccaneers. What a game that's going to be. And the Bucks are gonna blow them out. I think the Bucks are gonna blow them out too. <laughs> I think the exact same thing because the Bills have just—they haven't looked bad, but they just haven't looked like themselves. I think their defense. Uh, no, I—I I just don't think they're gonna be able to stop them. Brady is—I feel like this is gonna be the game of the year for for the Buccaneers, not for watching. It's gonna be a slaughter. I think. Yeah, this will be a statement. Yeah. And, well, Buffalo's obviously upset based off of how they reacted to. Oh yeah. The disaster that was Monday night. <laughs> losing yeah can we comment on that three throws <laughs> two of them were screen passes i've never seen anything like that before i don't know if i told you this or somebody else but that was the most boring game i've ever watched but also one of the most impressive games i've ever watched 100%. in my life we were watching it like i was watching with my roommates and we were like trying to deliberate what the hell was we, what we were watching because one it was like okay is mac jones hurt that's why they're not throwing is it because it's too He's cold? definitely not hurt yeah it was just more it was a game plan thing yeah it's a game plan maybe it's because it's too cold then it got to the point where it's like is this just a statement from belichick to go like i don't need a quarterback to win games i can beat you yeah. with just my run game see you brady like <laughs> thought it could be that i don't know but yeah it just came down to the game plan of being cold he hadn't ever seen snow before like four years ago apparently mm-hmm. But yeah, like what an incredible game from the Patriots, especially their defense too, to mm-hmm. hold Buffalo. And what, like Kyle Duggar, he's been a breakout player for them this year. He didn't mm-hmm. play either. He didn't play or he got hurt in the game. And his backup made the play of the game. Yeah. That's what separates the the Patriots from everybody else. They have so much depth, so much. and they're so well coached to where like 
even if somebody goes out, they're so disciplined that yeah. they're not going to make mistakes. Exactly. Like it's next man up mentality and every single guy, like they're not nervous when they come in. They know they're ready for that yeah. moment because Belichick has bred them for yeah. it. Do your job. Yeah. And I, I think you said it, you were the one, yeah, you said it like the Steelers and the Patriots this year are showing that good coaching can win a game yeah. any night. It shows just, they, they, those two teams show how important coaching is. Yeah. When you have that head coach, everything else kind of just falls into place. It yeah. doesn't matter what you have on your roster. The, the Steelers have a washed out Big Ben and they're still finding ways to win games. Yeah. Why is that? Because they have great coaching. They're, all their players are well coached and they just do their job. Yeah. And they draft very well. Yeah. Like they just, they know exactly what they need going into the season. They fill every hole and they battle every single year for the last couple of years last three or four years, people said, okay, this is maybe Pittsburgh's year to decline, and then they still find ways to win games. Mike Tomlin still hasn't had a losing season yet. It's been 15 years. Yeah. He's one of the greatest coaches ever. He is. Easily. And he's only 45 years yeah, old he's or something like that. he's got a long way to go. He was go. very young when he took over, and he still hasn't had a, has, uh, eh, still hasn't had a losing season. Yeah. I wonder if he'll give Belichick a run for his money. He's not too far off right now, is he? Well, probably yeah, like, he oh, He's probably like 100. He's only one... Oh, wins wise. Wins wise, I guess. Well, or I saw I saw a stat that maybe. I saw a stat that he was I think the fourth youngest coach or the fourth fastest coach to get to 150 wins. That's pretty remarkable, especially. It was like Don Shula and a couple other people. Yeah, but I mean, it shows you how good of a coach he is. Exactly, and how stupid those USC rumors were. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, moving on to our final game, Monday night game, gonna be a battle: the Cardinals against the Rams. I think it'll be a close game. But I think the where is it? LA. It's uh, it's Arizona. I think the Rams. I think this is finally the time that they win. <laughs> <laughs> we cursed them. We cursed them. We did. It was we bad. cursed everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we. I don't know. We're like the Drake jersey wearing of. <laughs> we're the Drake curse of. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean the Drake curse is sports. So yeah, exactly. We're the new Drake. Curse. We're the new Drake. We're Drake. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. Wish. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, Rams Cardinals. I just yeah I I Kyler's still coming off the injury he had a he, he didn't have a great good. week last week he looked but they, pretty good they, last they were week. all right yeah but the whole thing with last week was is that he didn't have many yards because they would get the ball so close to the end exactly zone. yeah so they just he didn't dominated. have to do much he was he was kind of like Baker against the Steelers last year in the playoffs he like, yeah. didn't really have to do much just don't throw an interception who did they even play the Cardinals yeah the Bears okay I think it was thirty three twenty two it was a good game but yeah I think I think the Rams take this one because Stafford has been not great of late. That comes looking real good in that lineup. Cup every night is going out there and putting up a hundred plus. But the, it's time. It's time for that defense to figure itself out. Yeah, that's my only issue with them. Yeah, which is weird to say because going into the season that was their strength. But. Yeah, but at the end of the day, also I can easily see the Cardinals taking it in convincing fashion. But at the end of the day, when it comes to playoff time, I just I don't have faith in the Cardinals yet. I feel the pain of Rams fans. It seems like when mm-hmm. one's when one side of the ball is good, the other isn't. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to the Falcons when they when they went to the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. the next year, their offense was terrible, but their yeah. off, but their defense was good. Literally, it is just it's very frustrating. It's tough. It's tough. But I mean, they're they're gonna figure it out. They got great coaching. They got a lot of guys that just know what they're doing. They, got they have veteran. talent everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. There's no reason this team shouldn't win every game they play. Well, but yeah. it comes down to you know how are you playing that day how are you feeling that day what's the system what's the game plan how what's the other team's approach what's the weather like you never know but <laughs> <laughs> well they're inside so it doesn't matter exactly yeah but you're going cardinals or you're going rams i don't know i'll go cardinals actually i'm gonna go rams because i feel like if we go cardinals the rams are gonna win so i'm going rams but 
I don't really know what's going to happen. How are your bold predictions going? I forget what, what they were. Oh, uh, Trevor Lawrence breaking the, inter- uh, the touchdown record. He's going to break the interception record. He's going to break the interception record. No, that's Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that is Zach Wilson. <laughs> well, he didn't miss games. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, what was the other ones? I think I had... I think I had, like, Baker having a comeback of the year seat. <laughs> Something like that. I think I said I, he might I, get, like, I the MVP rank. That wasn't, like, I didn't believe that. That was just a bold take. I mean, these are all bold takes. My three were... Justin Fields is going to lead the Bears to the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Miles, I think one of them was like, he's going to start at a certain point. You got that right. I got that right, that he took over early in the season. And for uh, for like a week, they were in a playoff spot. Yeah, they were doing well. A week. And then <laughs> um, I did Miles Garrett uh, breaking the sack record. Yeah. Dude, that That's might not, happen. If anything, it's going to be TJ Watt. You think so? He's leading the league in sacks. And, no. he's, and he's missed. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Garrett didn't play last week. He has 16 with he five left. 16. Could Garrett happen. has 14 right now. Yeah. And then Ooh. I did uh, Kyle Pitts will go over 1,000 yards, which still could, what could, it ha- could, could happen. It could happen, but he but needs to turn it on at the end of this year. Yeah. For sure. But with What's he no, right now? With, 400? With, 500? No, nah, he's over six. He may be at seven. Maybe. Really? I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah he's been, he's, like, he's been, been very games. He's been very quiet ever since Ridley uh, went yeah. out. So. Do you think Ridley's going to come back? I don't know. I don't even want to speculate anything. Yeah, it's a tough situation. It's a matter of him getting better first. Yeah. Well, hopefully he does. Yeah. But on that note, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Comment down below, and we'll see you all next week. Take it easy. Stay wild. Peace. <laughs> I almost messed that up. <laughs> <laughs>